Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I talk spiritual bypassing, a little trap that all of us can fall into from time to time. But by shining a light on this phenomena, hopefully we approach it with a lot more awareness and ultimately permission to live at our greatest potential by not avoiding the work of spirituality. Hello, welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Spiritual bypassing. I just want to think out loud, learn out loud, become aware, really, out loud with you as I talk through, you know, my understanding and interpretation of spiritual bypassing so that we can just bring more love and awareness to what it is that we can do to really trick ourselves often into being, thinking, feeling something that is not authentic, knowing that authenticity is really the only way to the connections and to the joy and to the happiness that we crave in this life. So have you even heard of the term spiritual bypassing? It was coined originally in the 1980s by a Buddhist teacher named John Wellwood. And spiritual bypassing is, I think, the reason why so many, in inverted commas, spiritual practices without doing the real deep work have a shelf life when they're used. So spiritual bypassing, as defined by Wellwood, is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. What's interesting is Wellwood wasn't just a Buddhist teacher. He was also a psychotherapist. And I'm sure you've noticed a rising people using spiritual practices to maybe get away with not doing and digging into the deeper work. So spiritual bypassing is really just the technique of using beautiful spiritual principles and practices and sayings to kind of gloss over and to scoot around the things that make us feel really uncomfortable and bypass doing the work of looking at what it is we're experiencing and growing through and healing and going very often to avoid the need to do the uncomfortable work of changing and evolving. So some signs that you might be spiritually bypassing and look, we have all done it at some point. Personally, my hand is up. Even with the best of intentions, sometimes we spiritually bypass in the moment or in a phase because it just might be too much to handle or for the reasons why spiritual bypassing that I'll discuss is so attractive. But some of the signs that you might be doing it is that you would be avoiding certain emotions or insecurities and that you're using spiritual processes and practices and identity to hide from the insecurities and the emotions you have rather than the opposite that 
you use spiritual identity and practices to highlight all the emotions and the insecurities that you have. And I think that's often a not so talked about aspect of spirituality and what we do here at the Light Path Collective. This isn't work to to hide from anything. It's actually work to highlight what it is that is blocking the light from our path so we can walk in abundance of it. So you may be feeling, for example, really attracted to spending your time doing things that are really idealistic and unattainable, such as diving into a certain way of life or a certain practice that kind of takes you in a way out of your physical and lived reality for an extended period of time. So you might, you know, decide to go and live in an ashram or something like that. And it's kind of like you think that's the most spiritual thing you're doing, but actually you're taking yourself out of the day-to-day reality. And I'm not saying that taking yourself out of the day-to-day reality from time to time with a really clear intention is bad it's actually great but you know those people that really dive into you know I'm going to be vegan now because um, of my principles but really is it is that just avoiding um, good nutrition or what their body needs I don't know so when you are really focused on being over positive and you have a deep desire that everything you do for yourself or that every experience you have has to feel really positive and really nourishing, especially your spiritual practices. You're therefore avoiding really negative feelings and almost becoming detached from them by being overly optimistic. Sometimes people can even think that everything can be overcome through positivity and that we are able to do that by rising above our emotion of pain or discomfort, often just through the vehicle of delusion and discipline. And what we're really doing is denying that we are feeling and experience what we are feeling and experiencing. And we really repress our emotion. So overall, spiritual bypassing is a way to skip over, to glaze over the issues that really gives us that hit of satisfaction and release from the discomfort and relief from the pain in the short term. But ultimately, it doesn't really allow us to understand and get to the roots of what's going on. So ultimately, nothing really gets transformed, nothing gets solved and nothing gets healed. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's really people's fault to a large extent. There are many reasons I think um, spiritual bypassing can become people's default and very well-meaning, very well-seeking people can easily fall into these moments, if not years, of spiritual bypassing for many reasons. One, we are perfectly primed in our cultures for immediate satisfaction. We are taught through the type of environment that we all live in, this consumerist society, that if we want it, we can have it. And if we feel it, we don't have to. Because there are so many options out there to mask it, to distract from it, or to even completely transform that feeling within an instant 
basically we're primed through our culture to seek immediate relief over long-term gain by actually going through the range of emotions we as humans are supposed to experience. Um, We're also living, I think, in a really, really difficult time. I mean, I've touched on this before and I'm not going to go deep into it, but it is widely accepted and understood by most people and and researchers that our brains just have not grown enough to keep up with the pace of life and the information that comes at it constantly. We can't process that which we don't understand and if we don't understand it then how can we implement it as a result of this a lot of us are so off kilter living in a state of like information overload and even constant fight or flight because our brains are working overtime because of the data and the information that we have available to us so readily. I even noticed this in myself just last night. I put on a movie that I really wanted to watch. It was an old movie. It was actually Goodwill Hunting because I was thinking about my trip to Boston recently and how much I loved it. And I, when I was there, I wanted to make a mental note to watch that movie again, you know, being set in that city. And I literally was not even 20 minutes into it when I realized I had spent the last 10 minutes on TikTok on my phone. I couldn't hold my attention long enough on a movie because I am so used to seeing like 30 second little clips and my brain moving on to the next thing. And it kind of, if I'm going to be really honest, scared me. I thought, oh my goodness, have I trained my brain to have the shortest attention span ever um and and i understand this like our brains are just not developed enough as a species to keep up with the pace that we're living and receiving information and ironically this is why a lot of people turn to spiritual practices because they want to find relief from that you know everyone says meditate or do body work or breath work chill out because we need a break from that. So where this can like tip over into spiritual bypassing is because we use spiritual principles and practices as a, as a way of relief as opposed to a way of deep personal understanding, healing and transformation. Other examples of spiritual pipe bypassing are those really, really common, often alluring spiritual sayings. Things like everything happens for a reason or that was a blessing in disguise. Even like the classic live, laugh, love. Um, So even I kind of avoid using love and light and I often sign off by sending it to you. But I'm really always so conscious with the way I say it. So when we say things like that, we're actually trying to be encouraging and nice to ourselves and others. But it almost brings a comfort to what we experienced that was painful, obviously, or uncomfortable or annoying or all the things um, because we're kind of attributing it to a greater plan 
of all things. So, you know, don't worry. It's all in the greater plan of things. But what can that that can do in the moment is absolutely bypass it. It can bypass the opportunity to learn, to reflect, to find the reason why it happened the way it did and maybe think about the way in which we need to shift or change or grow or heal and to accept responsibility. And so we can up-level and we can ascend and to even know what is good for us and what isn't. I, I think as humans, we are such seekers and that is to me one of the most, the things that I treasure about the human experience, both in myself and my observing in others. We are such seekers and I think that this is so, like I said, beautifully because we seek to ultimately deepen and to understand and to expand and to rise like of course we do and it that's what makes us an evolving species you know we still aren't you know i don't know sitting and uh doing things the way that we did you know a thousand years ago but often when we're looking for the meaning of the deeper cause behind everything and quickly trying to avoid the emotions that come up as a part of being human by spiritually bypassing them with terms like this what we're really doing is potentially not allowing ourselves to develop the emotional resilience and the understanding of our deep needs and desires and therefore not even a attaining or learning the tools that we need in order to build those aspects of ourselves with. So if we know spiritual bypassing, what it loosely is, and I've given you some examples of it, well, what are the impacts of doing this? You know, what are the effects of spiritual bypassing? And I think that potentially there could be so many negative effects, and I think they're super individualized. But ultimately, they all come back to the overarching negative impact that there are opportunities missed, opportunities to really heal from and deal with what was triggered inside of you, which caused you or spurred you on to the the spiritual bypassing in the first place. Like, for example, let's just say that you recently met someone and you were dating them and they decide to break off the connection um, or the relationship. So your well-meaning friends may gather around you and now they're primed for positivity so they are you know not wanting to maybe go into the depths of the feeling of disappointment Um, and they might start saying to you things like oh everything happens for a reason Um, it's really for the best Um, and that can have us avoiding what is deeper in there and looking at maybe the ways in which you entered that connection and learning the lessons for you and those lessons could be massive you know the feeling of shame or embarrassment you have around this relationship not working out is actually probably making you predisposed to attracting a vibration that is actually not serving you um just so you can avoid being single um rather than dealing with that shame and pain so you're missing the opportunity of doing the work and learning the lesson by it wasn't meant to be uh, a new one will come along soon quick jump back onto the dating all of that kind of stuff 
Another way people spiritually bypass, this might not be good for business with me, but bear with me, is coming to see people like me or an astrologer or a tarot reader um, and really asking a question that I get asked so much, what's going to happen? Can you tell me about my future and how you see it? And when clients say this to me, I always throw it back to them and I say well I guess what's going to happen is whatever you create and I've seen people go psychic shopping so they'll go to many different psychics to seek reassurance um, and to see you know that they can get the answers to the questions um, that they you know want answered but it's something that all the practitioners on the light path collective are really really aware of and which is why I've chosen the practitioners I have for you because they're not going to let you spiritually bypass and we have a policy on our website that you can't come back for a reading, for example, within six months because we do, that is not enough time after you've had guidance to um, go and implement and adjust and do the work. Nobody, nobody has all the answers for you and your life is truly one in which you create and readings and and guidance around you know where you're at or what might be happening to you is so helpful if you do something with it so spiritual bypassing is just that like going for constant guidance outside of yourself reassurance we all want it we all need it but is it always appropriate And if you're constantly doing it to actually avoid working through the layers and learning the lessons and evolving from the experiences um, that your life is, is gifting you, this is why personally my work is moving way more into the mentoring space because these are people that are coming to me and saying, here are my blocks, here are my issues, and we're able to use guidance and all the tools to help you through it. This is personally what I have done since my very first reading. I didn't get a reading and go, oh, okay, uh, this is a form of knowing all the answers. Oh, apparently I can do this too. Let me fine-tune my intuition and do that. No, the more fine-tuned my intuition got, the more actually I was able to see. And what do you know? The more I was able to see the possibility and the more I was able to see the blocks. And whilst that sometimes can be really frustrating, it is also so enlightening because I actually can empower myself to do something with it. I think a lot of spiritual bypassing really just comes back to avoiding the process of difficult situations and emotions that you have, yes, with the external, but also with yourself. So people use spiritual practices, you know, basic ones like affirmations, for example, you know, to try and positively shift their emotional state and not sit with the emotion that you might be feeling. Is there anything wrong with affirmations? Absolutely not. Affirmations are great, for example, if you've done the work and you truly believe what you're saying. No matter how many times I stand in front of the mirror and say, um, I, don't, I love my body, I love my body, I love my body, my body is so beautiful. And if I haven't, if I'm not treating it beautifully, if I'm not working out ways in which to um, make it its most healthy, vibrant and nourished, then I'm just 
not going to believe that. So I've missed the opportunity and I'm just trying to fool myself into thinking a different way. Go back to the episode on lucky girl syndrome where I talk a lot about that. So basically spiritual practices really come down to the relationship you have with yourself. And actually that is the only purpose of any spiritual practice is to have a really deep, meaningful and honest relationship with yourself. Spiritual practices are just a place where you allow yourself to be held, to be heard, and to be nourished by you. And they're practices that give you the space to sit with yourself rather than distracting yourself with all the outside influences and the demands and the attention seeking and the opportunities that are everywhere. Yes, we might use spiritual practices with other people to help us hold that space, but ultimately it all comes down to us. No healer can come along and completely change your life without you being an active participant in that. It kind of amps it up. It's why there are so many people that work in the psychological and spiritual fields because it's a difficult it's difficult to process emotions and even hold the emotions of other people. Um, then it is offered to sit with ourselves. So many are moving to practices like kinesiology or hypnotherapy or human design, all the things that are there for us so that you aren't spiritually bypassing and you're actually using spirituality as a portal to get to know yourself so intimately that you can hold yourself without having to spiritually bypass or justify or explain away your suffering and deny it even. And ultimately, this is to hold yourself in growth, to have the coping mechanisms and the habits and the tools and the resilience So that we can go and evolve from what we're experiencing, not just repeating it. So how do we avoid it? How do we avoid spiritual bypassing? And honestly, I think it just comes down to awareness. It comes down to awareness of the intention you have behind doing anything that you're doing. The intention behind anything sets the energy and the vibration that it holds so if you notice yourself saying um things like oh all in perfect order and i do say that a lot and i'm always checking myself on that because i 100 percent do believe that we live in a self-correcting universe and that there is perfect order in the way things transpire but there's also going to be autocorrect um when we don't really correct ourselves so a basic example of this like let's go back to the relationship situation and we aren't you know wanting to be in a relationship for whatever reason you know after three months or 30 years it doesn't matter um or they decide that they do not want to be in a relationship with us then you know it can't be like, oh, you know, it's in, in perfect order. Um, if being in a connection with other and in love and connecting with another is something that we really desire and is aligned to us, then we shall find it within a different context, hence self-correcting universe and perfect order. But are we allowing ourselves to do the work to get to that vibration? Are we allowing ourselves to heal from the disappointment or the shame or the heartbreak or whatever it is, the betrayal that we might feel? 
um, as a process in the breakup? And are we learning anything that we may have needed to learn from that experience in order to be in a vibration to align with a loving relationship that we want rather than just throwing up our hands and saying, oh, well, perfect order or, you know, thinking that the right person is just going to land in your lap. Mark Groves talks a lot about this on his podcast and, and in his work. He was with um, you know, a beautiful, he was in a beautiful relationship and he really loved it, but they broke up and they decided to separate and he was heartbroken, but he used that time to do all the, to understand what went wrong in that and, you know, what role he played in the breakdown of that relationship so much so that they're actually now back together and they're about to have a baby, but it, it wasn't because it was meant to be, it wasn't any of that is because he did the work and I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen with clients and even friends where nothing changes from something major that didn't work out they don't change anything about themselves but they're expecting a completely different result so they might be saying all the positive things and trying to do all the positive things but they're not actually doing the work to shift and they're not actually reflecting deeply to see what they could do differently and how their vibration needs to shift to align with what it is they want. So another way to avoid this is just awareness, just to be really able to appreciate that the negative thoughts and feelings are not bad. Just because they're negative doesn't make them bad. They serve an absolute, ultimate, amazing purpose. As Wayne Dyer always used to say, emotions are just energy in motion. So if we're denying any form of energy that's negative, uh, we don't allow it to flow through the body. Basically, we're blocking it within our body and we're holding it. We're, we're completely toxic within ourselves because we're not allowing that energy to flow through. And Chinese medicine will talk about this and with the meridians and energy channels um, that we are, you know, blocking ourselves because we're not allowing these emotions to rise and release. I mean, I challenge you, put yourself in pigeon pose for an extended period of time. And this is a stretch that goes deep into your hips and hips is a place in our body where we store emotions that we have not processed. I challenge you to hold that pose um, without something not coming up for you that you didn't sometimes even realize was there because your rose colored glasses are so firmly on your head that now you're going to have to solve the problem. And unless you're able to really go within and be intrigued and learn about how to have a really great relationship with yourself so that you can hold yourself in negative feelings, then we're going to be trapped in spiritual bypassing and ultimately stunted in our growth. So negative feelings aren't a sign that something's wrong. It's probably just a sign that there are some things that need to shift and change. And that's okay. Get comfortable with the discomfort because it's the only portal through which growth can really, really happen. This is why I see many, many spiritual teachers when they talk about saying doing the work. It isn't actually the work of sitting in meditation, for example. It isn't the work of taking ayahuasca. It isn't the work of spreading love and light to all those around. It isn't a yoga class, a juice cleanse, a retreat. These are the tools that have been coined spiritual only because these are the things that are all being driven by intention. Hopefully, 
a pure intention of a space in which you can get to have and develop a deeper relationship with yourself. So spirituality isn't just a place of peace. It isn't just a place of light. It's a place of understanding the shadow, the dark, the pain and transforming it. We actually only get to the light by transforming the dark. So it would be really interesting to just notice and be a little bit more open-minded into how you approach the things that you're a bit uncomfortable with, that you're left feeling negatively about in your life. Maybe the shame, the pain, and honestly ask yourself, is this working for me? Am I working it or am I actually just bypassing? But as always, I would encourage you to get the help you need with this. This is why personally I've seen and and experienced so many different forms of healing. And I've chosen this over the years and I will always continue to reach out for help because ultimately I don't have all the tools. I'm absolutely not done filling up my tool belt yet and I'm constantly learning and that is the process of awakening that is the process of walking your path that is the process of rising and evolving rather than just something that feels laborious it's actually a process I'm deeply committed to and in love with because of the amazing effects that it has and I will have continually in my life as a result on it. So if anything in here has provocated you and you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm spiritually bypassing, it's not a moment to get down on yourself. It's a moment to allow yourself some relief and step back into your power. And to know that all the juice cleansers and the affirmations and the yoga classes in the world are not going to work unless you do. All the energy healings and clearings and cacao ceremonies and hypnotherapy sessions and understanding your human design are not going to work unless you integrate it. We are all about the opposite of spiritual bypassing here. We're not bypassing anything. We are going the long way. We are going the routes, the roads less traveled because we want, we desire to be all that we can be and we know that we have endless 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 capacity to be far greater than we can imagine if you have any thoughts on this i would love to hear them over on the light path community but for now i'm sending you all the love because we need it we all do and i'm sending you all the light because i'm hoping that By shining a little light on what perhaps is not talked about, it might be a little bit on the dark side, uh, that we can alleviate it, that we can come to see it and we can come to be in relationship with it and ultimately become better for it. Can't wait to see you next time or meet with you next time here on the podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.